Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bikini Podcast. This is episode number 34 and today we're with IFB Queensland champion, Prudence Tyler. Prudence, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So many people have actually asked, uh, submit, there were a lot of questions submitted through Instagram DM. We're going to go over a lot of that today as well as some other things. But first of all, how old are you and how long have you been training for? How old am I? I just turned 29 and training. I've probably been training for about seven years. You've been competing for like a long time. When was your first contest? So maybe talk about your contest history, like what first got you into competing and, you know, your first comp till up until recently, what you've been doing. So how I got into competing was probably a little bit different to like most people. I don't, like I didn't really play sport or anything, but um, I actually started out in modeling competitions. So I entered in like a, I think it was a Miss V8 supercars modeling competition back in 2013. And I ended up winning that and then going to the nationals and doing that. And then I did, I think it was a Maxim swimwear model one as well. So I ended up winning that, going to nationals. And that was like the first time I'd been on stage. So that's where my, like my love of the stage came from, I suppose. And then from there, my sister was competing at, it was Arnold's, but it was FedEx back in the day. And I remember watching her on, um, it was on a live stream and I was at home watching her and I was just like, yep, I want to do that next year. So I think that was 2013 I was watching that. And then 2014 was my first IFBB show, which was FedEx the following year. Oh, really? So back then, I'm not too sure about FedEx, like anyone sort of listening, the FedEx was, yeah, FedEx, yeah, FedEx, but yeah, you're right. So that would then turn into the Arnold. So it was a convention center at Melbourne Convention Center, had an expo, it was called FedEx. Then Tony, um, when the opportunity came along, turned it to the Arnold for anyone that is curious, what is FedEx? Did they have a qualifying show for that show or could you just go and compete? I just jumped straight on stage. So my first time competing, I didn't have to do a state show. Oh, that's really cool. So how did you go with that one? Um, I won, so I only entered juniors, but I won juniors. So that was my first IFB show, my first win. Yeah. And then what did you do after that one? Um, I just kept competing. So I think I did season B that year and then season A the following year. I think all up I've done about 16 IFB shows. Yeah, no, you've done heaps. So, <laughs> you've even competed overseas internationally. How many overseas comps have you done? I competed in... It was three three overseas. So I did New Zealand and then Fiji. And then later in the year, I did Singapore. And that was 2018. Yeah, I saw, I didn't even, I remember that you told me that ages ago. And I was like, I wasn't aware. Nicole Tan did that show and also oh. Amy as well, right? So I think that was the first time I met Nicole um, in person was in Singapore. But I've seen pictures of her from previous shows. And up until one sh- when she won her pro card, from like Singapore to when she won her pro card, she made massive, massive improvements. Yeah, she has. I think um, she's always had a really nice frame, but just filled out and went boom. Because when the Arnold did, uh, what was it? The I'm trying to get my dates mixed up. Was it 2019? No, yeah, 19 Arnold, she won. And yeah. I've never seen her before up until that point, And my mind was blown. I remember looking at the WA show, she won the overall and I was like, what? Who is this person? And in person... Mm-hmm even more impressive, just had that crazy conditioning, the really just insane glute density. I was kind of like, 
I didn't see her coming at all. But to to look at her from like two years previous to that, you're like, whoa, like she was tiny, tiny, mm. like, and to see her now is like, that's, that's huge improvement. So. Yeah. So going back to you, um, I want to ask you about the, the modeling contest you did. So what's involved with the criteria? Like obviously, yes, your face, but they judge your posing presentation and how does someone get into that type of thing? So criteria, I'm not 100% sure on what the judge's criteria is, but um, it's definitely a lot different to bodybuilding. It's like, you, it's obviously a softer look, but it's, you know, you gotta, you got to look nice and you got to have good stage presence um, and just be, I suppose, cap- capture the judge's attention when you come out. But the thing with those shows is, so you can enter at, usually they hold them at like a, a pub or a club or something like that, like a, a local they do local events. So I entered the one that was just in my suburb and I won that. And I think I won like $1,500 in cash and then all these other prizes just from that show. And then, so from there, I think about 20 people around Australia get into the national final. And so they fly everyone down to the Gold Coast. They pay for like a week's accommodation you get driven around in a Hummer, like you do photo shoots, you talk to the media. Wow. With the with the Miss V8 supercars, we got to go on track with the race car drivers. And because I came, I think I came third in Australia, like in the finals. So we actually got to stand on the podium, like with the winners of the V8 supercars. We we're on TV and everything. So that was really cool. That was one of the like the best weeks of my life. It would have been super impressive. So you mentioned before that you know, you gained that love for the stage with that. So at what point in time did you transition from doing this modeling contest? Was it your sister that inspired you to compete? Was that the number one? Yeah. So Jade's husband actually competed first. So he did like, I think it was NABBA or WFF at the time, the Federation. So he did a show and then Jade was like, okay, I'm going to try it. Jade did a couple of shows and then I watched her do it. And I was like, I'm going to do it now. Mm. And then me and Jade sort of competed together for, I don't know, maybe two, two or so years. And she would always beat me. So I always came second every comp I did. And then she won a pro card. And since then I pretty much came first or second or third for every comp I did after that. So I was glad that she won and wasn't an amateur anymore. Yeah. She, she got out of your way and is in the pro ranks now. So one of the things that a lot, a few people asked is what is your long-term goal competing wise? I, I definitely want my pro card. And I suppose that's why I'm, I'm still going. But in all honesty, like competing, whether, whether it's as a pro or an amateur, it's still something I really enjoy. So I'm, I'm just going to do it regardless. But that is the, that is the long-term goal. Yep. I want to be able to, I want to, my, I suppose my, my biggest goal that I think of in my head, the thing that I think of and think that would be like fucking awesome would be to stand on, the Australian Arnold pro stage with my sister. Like yeah. that would be, that would be the best. Yeah. That would be really cool. And yeah, we, I don't think there are many, would there be many sister pros, even not just obviously in Australia, but internationally, I wouldn't think there would be many at all. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Yeah. You'd, you might have to, you could be the, one of the first with, um, you mentioned getting your pro card. So what do you think you need to do in terms of your physique, any improvements that you're looking at making to make that goal a reality? Um, I definitely need some size of my glutes. Um, I think everyone knows that when I turn to the pack, the back, that's probably my, my weak point. But then 
I think probably just size overall, like in proportion. I think my body's quite balanced, but I just need to be bigger. And that's pretty much always my feedback. Yeah, that was going to be the next question. So what was the feedback that you received from maybe the Queensland show? And what was the feedback that you received from the Arnold? Uh, and so, so for anyone that's listening as well, uh, Prudence did the IFB Queensland show, won the sh- open short class, and then went to Arnold Australia and placed fourth in the class A, which is the short class. Yeah. Um, I think my feedback from the Queensland show was pretty much all good. Like I think most of my scores were fives. One of the comments was about glute size, I think, from memory. Um, the other comment was, I need to come in a little bit leaner, but not too much. Yeah. So, and I actually had that same feedback from the previous Queensland show I did, come in leaner, but not too much. And so I've done the same thing both times and whether that was the right thing to do or not. Have you received any feedback from the Arnold? No, because I yeah. don't. I, uh, I don't think they were giving feedback from the Arnold's. Yeah, okay. it wasn't. Oh, I might have filled one out, but I think they said they weren't giving feedback. Yeah, definitely, probably. I, that's that's what I thought as well. But I know that they may have given some feedback. I, I wasn't sure if that was the case, but yeah, like you know, in terms of your Queensland package was definitely the better package. I felt like we we discussed this, and then <clears throat> the you know the Arnold was pretty good. You're a lot tighter, I would say but just not as full. Yeah, more conditioned, but not full enough. And to be honest, that that whole couple of weeks leading up to the Arnold's was extremely stressful. And my body, I think, took a hit from that, definitely. Like it was overwhelming. I think you think it's going ahead, then you think it's not going ahead, then you think it's going ahead. It was a stressful week. So I think that probably impacted on my body a little bit. And then also doing a morning show like there, there wasn't enough time to, I suppose, I didn't feel like there was enough time to eat and then pump up properly. It yeah. was sort of like, it went really quickly and I probably wasn't prepared enough for how quick the show actually went. Yeah. Um, so I was pumping up and then it was like, oh, you're on just after I started pumping up. So um, the morning of that show was, went, went really quickly. Yeah. So for the comparison purposes for people that are listening the Queensland show, you girls were probably on four or five o'clock, something late in the evening or like early, yeah. late afternoon. Yeah, we got there early morning and we had all day before. We, yeah, we were yeah. especially with your physique, like you need a lot of food to fill out, which people don't really understand. And then in comparison for the Arnold's, you're probably on at like maybe 10.30 at the latest, mm. I would say. Yeah. So it was a very, very quick show. And it wasn't like they were pushing through it. I think they gave the ladies you know, adequate stage time. It's just the fact that you had no one, no other categories before you. You were the first of the female yeah. categories. Another question that I have here is, how has your reverse diet gone since the Arnold's? After competing like so many times, you just, you really get used to um, nailing your reverse diet. Well, I do anyway, because I think the first time I competed, which was the FedEx show when I won the juniors, I think I put on like 10 kilos in three weeks or something. Yeah. So I, I, I put on a lot of weight and then I wanted to do season B. So I had to lose about 12 plus kilos um, in a short period of time. And that was fucking hard. Mm. So I know from experience, reverse dieting is super important. So yeah, but I think because when I got back from 
Arnold's, the coronavirus sort of hit. I didn't have to go to work. Um, I was working from home. I was training at home. My stress levels reduced massively. And I think my body responded really, really well. Um, and we were able to bump up my calories quite high, quite quickly. And yeah, I'm just, I suppose, I know I could go out and eat shit, but I don't want to, I don't want to make it hard for myself later on down the track. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think you're one of the people that, you know, you, you enjoyed a few meals out with Jay, like Jay's your husband for everyone listening. And, yeah. you know, you still did what you would want to do in your social life, but you didn't go overboard. So it's like, okay, I'm going to be on my diet for six days. I'm going to have on the seventh day, I'm going to go out for dinner and have some tr- treats, etc. So you didn't, you weren't really, yeah, you rewarded yeah, after, yourself. After, um, after the Queensland show, I ate a whole pizza and ice cream and chocolate and lollies, whatever. And then after Arnold's, I think I ate while we were in Melbourne, like I ate whatever I wanted and I ate a lot. Yeah. But as soon as I got home, it was like, okay, I'm done with that now. Move on. Yeah. Didn't get, didn't make that a new habit. And I think a lot of ladies do that. And would that be something that perhaps you've done in the past? You you made that habit and you've learned from it. Yeah, definitely. So I've, I've done it. I've done it. I've stuffed up the reverse diet before. So um, I think you just learn from experience and it is hard, especially when you're competing for the first time. Cause when I was competing, I didn't even know what a, what a reverse diet was. I didn't know you had to, you know, I just thought you just go back to normal. Yeah. I had no knowledge around macros or counting calories or anything like that. So I was just like, Oh, just get back to normal. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you definitely learn as you go. So. So what advice would you give to ladies that are perhaps maybe competing in season B? Should it go forward? I think it is going forward. And when they do finish the comp, some reverse dieting advice, how do you keep that strong mindset and go, no, I'm going to keep myself accountable. Um, I just think, just remember that the food's always going to be there. And if you've dieted for 16, 20 weeks already, you can go another four weeks. And that four week period is so important. Your metabolism, you the way you can set up your metabolism, you know, for the future, just in that short period of time, you can, you can make massive improvements. You can build a lot of muscle. You can get your calories up high without having to put on a lot of body fat. You do, that doesn't need to happen. So okay. in that four week period, just stick to what you're doing. Your food's going to be increasing anyway. And then after that, when you've got your calories up nice and high, you can fit in whatever you want. Yeah. So just, like, just wait a little bit longer. Exactly. And so would you maybe say, would it be a four week period, a six week period? How long would you recommend to sort of the ladies to keep it tight? I think about four weeks. I think I reverse dieted and I got my calories up pretty high within four weeks. Yeah. So if you just like, you know, have your treats after comp, go out, eat and whatever, and then come back. And for that four week period, don't go out and have cheat meals or something. Just track your macros, like mix up your food or whatever, but just, just track what you're doing and, and make sure you're, you're not going overboard with it. One of the next questions I have is, so advice for someone with contest prep for the first time and overcoming a lack of motivation. Overcoming a lack of motivation. I don't think I have an answer to that, to be honest. It's a, it's a hard, it's a difficult question. Yeah, yeah, but I, a lot of the time I'm not motivated. Mm. A lot of the time I'm not motivated and you, I suppose you just don't, you can't rely on motivation. You need to, you need to get into 
like a set routine and you just need to be consistent and you just need to keep going and keep pushing. That's probably my only advice. I don't think I ever wake up and like, yes, I want to go on the fucking treadmill and do my cardio. Yeah. It's more of just a routine. I know what I have to do to get to the result that I want and I just do it. I don't wake up expecting to be motivated because most of the time I'm not. Yeah, definitely. I think most people can resonate with that. But would you say that, you know, in order to get to that treadmill, I go, you know, I've got to do these half, maybe even halfway through a leg session, you're busting yourself and you're like, wow, this is difficult. I don't want to be here today. What really helps you push forward and finish that session? Would it be, you know, you're a fan of visualization. Do you see yourself on stage? Do you think about what you want to look like? How do you sort of get past that point? Oh, I wouldn't say I use visualization, but yeah, like I, I think about, I want to get on stage. I want to hit, you know, a certain level of conditioning. I want to look a certain way. I don't want to, the worst feeling that you could ever have, I think, is standing on stage with regret, regret that you didn't like do that extra bit of cardio or you didn't finish your weight sessions. You didn't, you're over eight or whatever it is getting on stage after you've spent all this time getting ready for one day and then regretting it because you didn't do enough. Yeah. So it's probably like, yeah, I have a goal and I want to look a certain way when I'm on stage and I don't want to get on there and regret that I didn't push hard enough. How important do you think posing is and perhaps your, maybe your character on stage? Probably one of the most important aspects, to be honest, you can walk on stage And if your stage presence is like, if you're one of those people where everyone just stops what they're doing and looks at you, then half the time I'd say, I don't care what your physique looks like. If it's decent, like if it's good, then it doesn't need to be the best. But if you have that stage presence, I think that's a really, um, a really, a really good strength to have. So definitely one of the most important things. So you can have, the biggest glutes in the world. But if you walk on stage and you can't pose, you're probably not going to win. You've, you've definitely got one of the best, you know, stage presence or characters on stage. Is that something that you felt like has developed over time? And how did you maybe get from, let's say a first time position to where you are now? I think that probably grew from the modeling competitions. Cause when you're doing like catwalk sort of stuff, you really need to have, um, I wouldn't say sex appeal, but you, you need to have that. You need to be able to capture people's attentions. You, people need to look at you. And like a lot of the time, some people walk out and you see the judges will be looking down at their scoring sheets. You don't, that's the one thing you don't want. You want to be able to walk on stage and just go bang. Like you want people to drop their pens and just, just look at you. And yeah, I think I, I probably picked that up from the modeling competitions, but over time, definitely the more times you get on stage, the better that you'll get. And um, I think the more confident you are, you know, the nerves will sort of just go away and you'll get used to being on stage. Yeah. How often would you practice your posing, let's say in the off season and in contest prep? Off season, off season last time, I think I probably did it every couple of weeks as in proper posing sessions where I spent a fair bit of time, like not just a, a weekly check-in where I take some photos in my heels and stuff, but actually posing probably every few weeks. When you get, when I get into comp prep, 
like especially in the last six or so weeks, I would try to do it, you know, multiple times a week. So whenever I was training at the gym, which would have been five days a week, I might've done it four days a week after I finished training. Yeah. And then how long would you recommend, you know, how long did you do for yourself and how long would you recommend for others that maybe aren't posing at your level? Um, I'd probably do like maybe 10, 15 minutes after a session because mm-hmm. I'd be at the gym for so long. Um, I could be up to the, at the gym for up to three hours. Like I wouldn't spend hours posing after that. So I'd probably do 15 minutes. I think if you're new to posing, you definitely should be doing like some hour, hour sessions or get a coach and do some hourly sessions just to really, I suppose, lock it in your head. So when you're doing it, you don't have to think about it. And then once you've got your routine and stuff in place, then you can just practice like 15 minute slots of practicing. That's, that's really good advice. So did you do your own posing or did you work with someone during that contest prep phase? So during the prep that I just did. Yeah. The most recent one. Yeah. So when I started, um, I think I did two, I think I did one or two sessions with Renee. So I did one, one with Renee in off season and then one with Renee while I was in closer to um, the comp date. So while I was in prep. And then I also had my sister when she, before she moved to Melbourne, she would go to the same gym as me. So she'd help me after training some days and have a look at my posing and sort of say, Oh, well, this looks better or do this or try this. So yeah, I had a couple, couple of people help me out. Oh, very good. Uh, the next question that I have is for someone who's considering competing, what's the minimum prep time that you would recommend? Um, I think for like a dieting down phase, probably 16 to 20 weeks. Yeah. And is that something that you've found that works well for you? Yeah. I think we started to cut maybe 12, 16 weeks. Yeah. So yeah, you were, we, we were kind of doing things in different periods though. Like we would, we did a diet phase and I'd bump your calories up. We sort of, diff- yeah, we structured it differently because we wanted to grow into the show a little bit. Yeah. But generally like previous preps, I would start, you know, cutting from probably 16 or 20 weeks out and just like slowly cut down. But yeah, this time around was definitely different. With that, did you find that you liked doing a cut and sort of refeeding or did you prefer to sort of diet down consistently for a longer time? I think, I think I liked it better to do, yeah, just the hard dieting closer to the end. Yeah. So like a shorter um, cut phase. So I think we really started to ramp it up at like maybe six weeks out, eight weeks out where, so I'd been cutting and then that's when it felt like it got hard. Yeah. It was like, okay, time to get in condition. And then it wasn't, it didn't feel like that for like a 20 week period. Yeah. It was only six to eight weeks where you're really grinding because before that we were sort of trying to grow and, you know, hunger wasn't there and the tiredness wasn't there, I suppose. What do you do to help you not fall off plan at night? So this is actually at night in prep. So perhaps this person's getting hungry and thinking, oh, I need want, I want some snacks. So how would you, how would you fight that? I think everyone goes through that anyway, the off season or in season, everyone wants a snack at nighttime. Off season, I Jay would Jay would love to tell this story of how much I love snacking after dinner, but like I I build it all into my calories and I track it and stuff. But I'm snack queen, so I'll have and I love sweets, so I'll have like rice cakes, peanut butter, casein custard protein, like anything sweet, 
you can think of, but I'll fit it into like my food. With the custard protein, what's your favorite flavor? Um, caramel. I caramel. love it. I haven't had that yet. I have the Gentech caramel custard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to definitely suss that out. Okay. And um, it, it's interesting because you've, you've got like. Night for life the last probably three years. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're not cutting. Yeah, not cutting that out anytime soon. So it's kind of cool. Like you know, you're a person that's got a lot of experience, an athlete that's got a lot of experience with staying lean in the off season and staying on point. And part of that is obviously you're a big fan of macros. So how long have you been doing macros for? And you know, was there a point in time where you did that? Let's say the bro diet, and you found that difficult to sort of stay on point with. So can you maybe talk a bit about that? So in, I mean, I've been tracking my food. For so long, I can't like I, I track it every day. So that's just what I do. In off season, like I'll eat, I eat. It's fairly consistent with like what my food would look like on prep during the week, and then I just usually do like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'll eat whatever I feel like and just make it fit in my macros and my calories. During the week, I'm pretty boring to be honest. I probably eat the same thing that's on my meal plan when I'm prepping. So I eat like oats and egg whites for breakfast in a pancake. And then I'll eat like chicken, beans, potato, that sort of stuff. And when I'm on prep, I do like to follow, I suppose, a bro diet. Like I like to eat clean. I don't like to eat like a lot of dairy and a lot of processed crap. That's, I I just don't, it's a preference, I suppose, because the food that I'm eating makes me feel good you feel energetic and you feel efficient. I I find that if I go down that dairy road as well, like if I snack on chocolate um, at night, I just feel so tired and lethargic. I don't know if it's a, like a lactose thing or if it's just a chocolate or a sugar thing. Yeah. So when I'm in prep, I don't know, would you say my diet's a bro diet, the food that I eat? I'd probably say it. It probably is like, what have you got in there? So you had, um, you had exo crunch, um, which is kind of, I guess yeah, not. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> only, only you're the, you're probably. I'm just trying to think. You, I think you're one of the only ladies at EXO all the way through, and the only everyone else got it in peak week or on the show day. So you had EXO. You did rice crackers and nut yeah, butter. Rice. Yeah. Yeah. So like um, rice cakes. I mean, yeah. Most people don't like rice cakes, but you kind of did. You're like, oh, can we have it? I'm like, yeah. It doesn't really matter. So. Yeah. But I, I also. When I- so rice yeah. cakes, I, I smash rice cakes. I love rice cakes. So <laughs> with the, uh, with the rice, do you bloat on all types of rice or is it just something that you've always like, Oh, I prefer a rice cake. Um, I don't know. Cause I didn't really eat rice before I started like coaching with you. And that's probably the first time I really had it in my diet. Maybe yep. it was just like because it was such a I think I was eating a lot of food at that time that I had rice in there and I just felt by the end of the day I was so full Mm. and my stomach was so full so I just needed something that wasn't like heavy and yeah there was a lot of volume in the stomach but um did you ever try the berry exo crunch or in the chocolate Alex told me to try that but I haven't tried it yet (laughs) yeah like you need to try this this is the bomb yeah, it's it's funny because um, I it's the first time you try it, your mind's gonna explode. You're like, oh my god, why aren't I eating this? But then, because I did the same thing, because I was like, I didn't even know it existed, right? And then I got it, and I bought, I think I bought one box, and I was like, I'm gonna try it out to see if I like it. I loved it. It was more than like it, 
And then I bought maybe like eight boxes. I bought everything. I'm like, yeah, I'm committed to this. By like maybe the third box, I was already over it. I'm like, I want to go back to chocolate. You know what? I haven't touched Exo Crunch since Arnold's because I had eaten in that period of like four weeks. I'd eaten so much fucking Exo Crunch that I looked at it and I was like, I don't want to eat that ever again. <laughs> it's so funny. So for, for people that um, maybe don't understand your metabolism, in the past, I would say we've had, like you've had a problem filling out. How important do you think it is for ladies that maybe might be scared to eat a lot of carbohydrates in peak week? Because um, I think maybe it would be fair to say that you might have been one of them. You're like, oh, I'm not sure if I can eat so much food. Because remember when no, I did I give... I was yeah. absolutely petrified. I probably didn't tell you that, but I was petrified. No, you did. A day one, you're like, um, this is the most amount of food I've ever had in my life. Like a day one of carb up. And I'm like, it's okay. And then day two, I bumped it up even more. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just like, all right, just don't think about it. Don't think about it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good though. And then day three, we sort of backed off a little bit. This was for the Queensland show that I'm thinking about. And then the day of the show for Queensland, you know, how, much, how many boxes of extra crunch do you think you went through? I don't know, but I just remember packing my bag and I sent you a photo. I'm like, I think I had two and you're like, go get more. And then I came back with like, should I, should I bring six? And you're like, Oh, that's probably too much. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I don't know who's got the world record for the most amount of EXO consumed on the show day, but you'd be close. Pam, I think. Pam, maybe. Yeah. Pam was pretty crazy. So for, for ladies out there listening, um, you know, pick some foods that you find that not only taste good, but that are easy to digest, especially when you're trying to carb up. Otherwise you're just not going to want to get through the food. Yeah. And if you're like, if you're eating a, a meal plan and something's not sitting right in your gut, make sure you say something mm-hmm. and change your food. Yeah, exactly. Cause your coach is only going to be able to change what feedback you're given him or her. So it's very, very important to, you know, if sometimes you're not, you may not be sure you're like, Oh, I feel a bit bloated today. You might be eating rice for a period of four weeks because um, it might be something that's changed in your diet. And then all of a sudden the fifth week comes and you start getting bloated. So your body does develop a tolerance to things as well. So that's something that everyone also needs to consider. Uh, so the next question that I have is, what is your favorite competition memory? Favorite competition? Probably when I won, I think the, so the first time that Tony ran his shows. So the first time it was the IFBB Pro League. Yeah. And I think Queensland was the very first show that he did from memory. I think we were first, we were first four weeks before the Arnold's and I, I did the Queensland show and I, I had had quite a bit of time off. So I think it was probably at least a year or maybe two years off. I think it was a year off or a year and a half. And I came back, I did the Queensland show and they, for Bikini Open, they bunched all the girls together. So there was 30 girls in one class, wow. which is the biggest class I've ever seen. And I ended up winning that, massive overall trophy so that was yeah. probably that was that was fucking cool <laughs> i love that. that's my favorite trophy and it's the biggest trophy in my trophy cabinet and it's a queen it's a state show i don't yeah. think and now the years after that they didn't give them out anymore so i was like fuck yeah i'm glad i won that one no that yeah that's a that's a big one i didn't i didn't even, i'm not even that cool i didn't even have a trophy cabinet i got to start competing i feel jealous so <laughs> one all up in the gym yeah one of the other questions that we had, so you, you talked about the IFB, I don't know, the old IFB to the IFB Pro League. Do you think the bikini criteria or look has changed since the split? I was actually looking at a photo of some of the Arnolds from 
like a few years ago that I've done because I have a collage where there's like three Arnold's all together. Um, and to be honest, so like a lot of the bikini girls still look similar from the front, but I think the photos from the back, like the glute development, that's, that's probably the biggest difference from say three or four years ago until now. Yeah. Like a lot of the girls just have way bigger glutes. Yeah, I agree. From the, front, from the front, I think the look of the bikini is still the same. I think probably, you know, maybe the posing, because a lot of ladies used to do that. I don't know what to call it, oh, but that, the directly front, front on pose. I think that was yeah. something that was very consistent. Like a lot of ladies hit that. And I guess the, um, yeah, the posing is different, but yeah, the physiques are probably, in my opinion, a bit bigger overall. Definitely the good developments just exploded recently in the last couple of years. I don't think I've seen, not just from the winners, but even novice competitors first time has actually come in with glutes and you're like, oh, that person just needs to get in a bit better condition because she's got really good glutes. So I think that's probably not just a, like a division change, but it's also probably social media and more knowledge around glute training. Yeah. So you spoke about, you know, bringing up weak body parts. You want to bring up your glutes, upper body a bit more. Cause you've, you're very symmetrical. Like we've had this discussion, like you flow really well. What are some of the things that you're doing this off season to help bring up those weaker body parts? I just need to eat and train really. I know <laughs> you, I know you're always saying to me, eat more food, eat more food, eat more food. And I think my, probably my one weakness is my training and really getting better at trying to activate. And then when I can activate properly, applying load. So I really need to just focus on training, I think for a little bit to bring that up and make sure that I'm eating enough while I'm doing that. That's something that uh, most ladies, I would say, you know, especially cause you, you've got a very fast metabolism, um, not just in prep, but in the off season, you can easily stay quite lean. Ladies probably don't have that same metabolism that you do, but then at the same time, they're also scared to eat food. So it's good to hear that someone with your experience is saying, look, you need to grow you need to have an off season, you need to eat. And that's even something that you struggle with. So you know, what, what amount of calories are you on roughly at the moment? Uh, I tell you, I'm probably going to get in trouble. Oh, really? <laughs> because you'll be like, you should be eating more by now. So I'm probably on like average over the week, 2,500, 2,400, 2,500. Yeah. And the only reason that I haven't, so, and my weight's, you know, still not, it's still pretty good given we're, I don't know how many weeks from comp, but the reason I haven't pushed that up yet is because Jay and I have a couple of things coming up that was supposed to happen at the end of June, a photo shoot and our vow renewal. Um, but that got pushed back to the end of July. So I'm just sort of trying to hold where I'm at until we finish that. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I'm going to push, push my calories back up. So the question that I have is who's looking better at the moment for that photo shoot? Jay, to be honest. Is he? Oh, he's getting lean. He doesn't look um, like he is. Yeah. We were training the other day on Friday and he took his shirt off and he was doing lunges in the backyard. And I was like, your gut's gone. <laughs> what an outline of abs. I'm like, fuck. Okay. Now uh, I feel like I'm not the lean one. So That is so funny. Your gut's and gone. Like I've never seen him so focused on a diet before. Like it's like he's in prep, but I'm not. So it feels really weird. That's really cool. Like it's like a different exchange of energy. You were the one that was sort of ready to rock. And now he's on. Yep. It's game on. 
So we've sort of crossed paths and we haven't been able to go out and eat bad food together yet. So we'll do that in July. Yeah, definitely. Uh, with what you said, I want to transition to the next question. So what motivates you personally? Because, you know, you mentioned before, sometimes you struggle to, to get on ball with, I suppose, sticking to the process. So someone asked the question, what motivates you personally? What motivates me personally? And this doesn't just, uh, it doesn't just apply to probably competing, it's just life in general, I suppose, is you need to challenge yourself and you need to do it constantly. So I think comp prep is definitely a challenge. Like my job is a challenge. And I think the only way you ever feel like you um, are accomplished or you get a reward is by overcoming challenge. So comp prep is like, it's hard. Work is hard. Study is hard. And when you get to the end of something like that, that feeling is good. So that's probably what motivates me. Like if, if comp prep's not hard and you could stand on stage without doing anything, then it wouldn't be rewarding. Oh yeah, exactly right. And if you do your job and you can do it with your eyes closed, it's not rewarding. Like there's, it's life becomes boring without challenge. You, so you're definitely a fan of the journey and then the reward after that hard work. Yeah. And the journey is probably just as important because that's the thing that builds, it builds your character. It builds, it gives you learn. It makes you learn how to be disciplined. Yeah. As a first timer, so going back to when you first competed, and you did the junior category. What do you think you learnt most out of that contest, reflecting back on that, if you can think that far back? I learnt that I loved competing and then probably also how important a reverse diet is. Yeah, definitely. Because you you smashed that in the four-week period. What did you eat during that period, by the way? Did you have a go-to back then? I can't remember, to be honest. Probably a good idea not to give ladies like a bad advice on what on what to eat, all the yummy stuff. Stay away from takeaway. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm the opposite. I'm trying to eat all the takeaway I can right now. I'm I'm really bad, so definitely no one wants to see what I'm eating. the The next question that I have is, how do you mentally overcome the final weeks of prep? So, being tired and being hungry. I think to be honest, it's probably not the 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 last few weeks are probably not the hardest I reckon the hardest bit of prep is probably like between I don't know I'd say four to six weeks out or maybe yeah around that time where you start to get hungry and you start to get tired but you don't look like you want to look yet so you're not you haven't hit a good level of conditioning but you feel tired and you feel hungry so that's probably the hardest part mentally Mm. um and yeah, I think just, as I said before, it's, you just need to get into a routine and just keep doing what you need to do to get to the end of it. And you're allowed to have moments in prep. If anyone doesn't have moments, then they're not normal. Like I cry. I remember lying on the couch and bawling my eyes out probably at like five weeks out. Jay's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, this is so hard. Yeah. Just have a moment and then move on that's so cool how how important do you think it is for for anyone to have a good support system because some people may not have that and yeah. if you don't have that what would you what advice would you give to the people who perhaps maybe don't or maybe they don't feel like they do so how important it is it it really makes a difference so for example a few weeks out i i remember finishing like a gym session 
and I was fucked. Like I felt like death. And I sent a picture to my friend of me lying on the ground and she wrote back something like, this is my best friend. She wrote back, I believe in you. I'm so proud of you. And this is your time. And just little things like that, like that little fire at my ass. I think I went back and I trained. I kept training after that because I felt motivated. And same thing with Jay, like, and, and with you as my coach, like, I think one time you said to me, you know, you said something like, I think you can take out this show or you, you know, you have the potential to, to do really well, just things like that. And Jay, if Jay comes and says to me, you know, I'm proud of you or um, you're doing a really good job that, that really can light a fire up your ass to motivate you. But at the same time, if you don't have that, um, that's okay because you, you shouldn't need to rely on other people for motivation. I think it's, and as I said before, I'm, I'm not always motivated, but you got to rely on yourself to just do what you need to do. You can't rely on other people to give you that, that discipline to do the prep for you. I actually love that answer because it's, it's a vulnerable answer. It's also the, it's the right answer because you're not a robot. And I think a lot of people might look at someone that's developed the physique that you have. Our prince is amazing. She's got a great, great physique, but they don't understand the internal dialogue and the struggle that you have and getting after it day in, day out when perhaps you don't want to. And I I know that probably a lot of ladies do feel like that. And they're like, how does that person get to where she's at? You know, because I don't know, I can't even get started. So it's, um, it's a really cool answer. The next question that I have for you is what do you generally increase your weight to? So probably the off season, this question is referring to and the calories during an improvement phase. You spoke about calories a little bit before, um, perhaps yep. yeah, talk about, you know, maybe your contest weight recently and the strategy in terms of bringing your weight up and what's too much and what is just like the right amount for you. Yep. Um, so Queensland show stage weight was, so depleted weight, like a few days before the show was 49 stage weight was 50. Yeah. Arnold's I was a kilo lighter. So depleted weight was 48 stage weight. i assume was about 49 off season now. So what are we six, eight, eight weeks post show? I don't know. I reckon I've yeah, lost. It's, I've, I've lost track of time with COVID, but I, I would say we're at least eight weeks. <laughs> um, I think I've, I've stopped weighing myself every day. So I think I'm probably around 53 and a half, 54 kilos. So yeah. something four or five kilos I've put on. Yeah. Last off season, my high, well, my highest weight that I've generally ever been is 60 kilos. That's, and that feels heavy for me because I'm what 163 centimeters, um, 60 kilos for my body feels like my maximum. Like if I went past that, there's no turning back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I think last off season, we, when we pushed my calories, my calories up just under 3000 last. So before I started the prep for the show I've just done. Um, and I think my weight, the highest it went was about 59 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, yeah, sorry. But I was, I was quite like my body fat was quite high when we started. So, you know, we did a few cuts, but then we really pushed the calories up when I had already had a fair bit of body fat on me. Yeah. Um, I think now if we were to do the same thing, I could be at a lower weight at the same calories because I've re- reversed properly. Yeah. So what would you 
ideally like to, in terms of weight right now, if you had a maximum, because before, you know, like 60 was the max, what would be your yeah. new max now, um, provided that you like to be lean and you obviously know the importance of growing? Um, to be honest, I like where I'm sitting now. I feel comfortable, but I know that I need to eat in order to grow. So I'd probably say I wouldn't want to go past, I think you said 58 and I was like, mm, no, let's, what about 56? We'll meet in the middle. Yeah, I'd meet. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say on air, I'd meet at 56. <laughs> I think, I think that'd be fine. The next question that I have for you is what do you think is more important conditioning or fullness? Oh, I don't know if either are more important, but if I had to pick one, I'd say fullness because I, I think I've come in very conditioned for a lot of shows, but it's, it's not helped me to win. So for every state show, I come in a little bit fuller. I've won, I think I've won the last five Queensland shows that I've done. Wow. But then to go, to go on to Arnold's, I've never won an Arnold's. I've never won my high class. And I always keep pushing my body and get more conditioned and probably come in not as full as I did at the Queensland show. And that obviously doesn't, that's not what the judges want to see from me. So I think the look that I bring to the Queensland show was probably the fullest I've ever been. And they really liked that look. Yeah. So for me, it's probably fullness is more important, especially when I don't have the muscle density that some other girls have. Yeah. Very good. What is your current training split? So someone wrote current training split and goals, question mark. Current training split now. So I think, well, I'm just sort of going with the flow of training now. I I think I said to you the other day that I was going to start training with a couple of Jay's friends. So I'm training with one of Jay's friends twice a week doing legs and he fucks me up. So I just do whatever he says. So um, that's legs twice a week. And then I'll probably throw in a leg session, another glute session on my own, and then one or two upper, upper body upper body sessions. But that's just depending on whether my neck's still sore. Yeah. So it's a bit random at the moment, to be honest. Last week, I just, uh, or the week before, just just felt like I needed a bit of a change and I wanted to start training with people again. Yeah. So started training with my friend Steph and a couple of Jay's mates and Jay as well. So it's been yeah. good. It'd, it'd be very difficult to, with obviously you know, the restrictions as well, it's not just, you know, staying on point training wise and diet wise, but, you know, from a sh- social point of view, you know, you feel very isolated from people. So I think it's important for people to, if it does mean training with a friend or someone that you know to push you, definitely go out mm. and do it because, I think a lot of people probably have fell into the trap and I know I have in terms of staying at home and not doing absolutely anything. And it probably isn't the best for your mental health. Yeah. So yeah, I've been, I've been working at home since straight after Arnold. So it's been about two months and I went back into the office yesterday and I was like, humans, like I feel happy. <laughs> That's such an interesting thing, you know, to be happy at work because most people aren't, but you, you enjoy your job anyway though. So for the people that are listening, what do you do for work? So I work in financial planning and I've done that for about, it's almost been 10 years now. Wow. Time flies. The next question that I have is how long did you think about competing before hiring a coach and deciding to go ahead with it? Probably like five minutes. <laughs> so I, the, I, yep. I did the modeling pump and then I watched Jade and I was like, oh, I'm going to do that next year. So I just went and started seeing Jade's coach straight away, which was, um, she was my first 
first coach, an older lady, and she used to coach both me and Jade. So that was cool. Yeah. So for the people that, you know, probably haven't got a coach, what would you say to them in terms of, Hey, maybe if you're going to take this seriously, you should look at getting someone. Yeah. hundred percent. Get a coach. I think that's probably, you know, cause a couple of people, yeah. Most important thing. A couple of people wrote like, you know, what's, what's like similar questions on every podcast, almost like any advice for first timers. And it's interesting when I do ask that question, everyone just says, get a coach (laughs) because at least you've got something to, you know, work towards. You've got a plan and you've also got an accountability system. And I think accountability is probably something that a lot of, not, not just ladies, but people need, especially when wanting to achieve a goal. If you lack motivation, you know, which everyone does, because as you mentioned, not everyone wants to go in and do the work every morning, but you do it anyway because you're committed to the process. Yeah. And I think just another point on that is don't stop coaching the day that the comp finishes because people find the reverse diet, the hardest part of prep, but everyone seems to stop coaching the minute they walk off stage. And if you had someone there for the next four weeks saying, okay, don't you think you're eating a little bit too much or, you know, maybe you need to go do a little bit more cardio or pull back a bit. That's really helpful. So if you struggle with your reverse diet, then keep your coaching on post comp because that's, that's probably one of the easiest ways to stay on track. I know it was for me because I felt like, Oh shit, I got to send Troy photos tomorrow. I'm not going to fucking go and eat ice cream. It definitely made it easier to stay on point. And I think that, I would say a lot of ladies probably don't have a reverse diet. Like I I don't understand the concept. They do literally finish coaching on the day. It's like, okay, I'm going to do a, you know, 16, 20 week prep. Cool. And then after that, it's like, it just ends. It's like, why? And then obviously that's where binge eating comes in. And like we mentioned before, it's human nature to want to go eat with family, friends to celebrate because you've been so strict for so long. But it's also important to make sure that you're responsible for your own physique and if you do need help, stay accountable and get a coach and make sure that coaches, you know, you could do it reverse for four weeks and then you could do your own thing in the off season if that's what you want, but have someone there and have someone to ask questions to and to keep you accountable. Because if you're sending, like you mentioned, you're sending photos after a comp, after a cheat meal, it's like, oh, I've got photos tomorrow morning. I'm having a cheat meal tonight. Maybe I won't eat that extra meal. Like you're not going to order three and you'll order two meals instead. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Uh, the next question that we have is, is what show are you planning on doing next? Uh, no idea. I change my mind every five minutes. So I think I said to you a few weeks ago, out of nowhere, I really want to do season B. And I don't know, because I think it's in, I think the Queensland show and nationals is supposed to be in Brisbane, which would be super cool to have a national show like in Queensland. So I think the best thing about competing for me I like the Queensland shows the best because I've got all my family there. I've got all my friends sitting in the front row, like screaming at me and that makes it really awesome. So to have a national show where I can have that, I really wanted to do that show for that, that reason, but I don't know if it's a good idea for me to compete so soon. So I might just think about next year, maybe, maybe season B next year, maybe season A. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I think uh, with I'm actually going to get Tony on the show next week, so I can hopefully poke his brain and say, "Hey, what's happening for season B?" I'm yeah. I haven't been told this, but I'm assuming that the contests are currently in October. I have a feeling that they might push it back to November. Yeah, so, yeah, I heard that might happen, or yeah. it might 
I think there was a third option that it might be cancelled altogether. So they were going to either do October, November, or push back to Arnold's pretty much. Ooh. Yeah, no, I wouldn't like that. I'm, I'm a big fan of competing. I, I reckon Tony, like I can't speak on his behalf, but I think Tony's the type of person that would love to see season B go forward. And yeah, I don't see why they couldn't because all the restrictions are starting to be lifted now anyway. Yeah, provided there's not a second surge. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping there isn't anyway. So uh, what, are you, what are your f- sort of thoughts on COVID-19 and the restrictions? Do you think that there will be a second surge or are you under the impression that things will hopefully slowly go back to normal? I don't know, to be honest. Hopefully they go back to normal because if we have to go back into lockdown, you know, it's probably better off that they left us in lockdown for a little bit longer to make sure it was gone. But I suppose what can you do when you need to open up businesses and stuff. You can't let the economy go to shit. So um, I suppose we'll just have to see how it goes. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So with the next question, how do you stay motivated when you're not in a contest prep? So a lot of motivational questions. Stay motivated when I'm not in contest prep. Well, at the moment, like, I suppose just set, just keep setting goals for yourself. If you're not competing for like 12 months, it's going to be hard to sort of stay on track but I think stay stay within stay within um, a range where you feel comfortable in your body. Like you don't have to put on 15 kilos in an off season. That doesn't have to happen. So stay in a place where you feel good, but also set yourself some new goals. So whether that's like strength goals, if you want to do powerlifting or if you want to do a photo shoot or if you've got events coming up and you want to do like and increase your calories and then do a cut. Just have little goals in place that, I don't know, give you something to look forward to. So I mentioned before, so like what show are you planning on doing next? And then um, someone wrote, what improvements do you think you need to make to do well at your next show? So we kind of spoke about that. So you mentioned just sort of building size overall. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to see improved? And you want to expand on that anymore? Or is that covers everything definitely yeah as i said definitely my glutes and i think i can definitely fix up my posing as well like i like my i'm happy with my eye walk on stage but just some of the comparison videos that i was watching i'm like oh yeah that needs to change yeah did i send you all the videos uh you sent me a fair few from arnold's and then a lot of people tagged me at the queensland show so i saw a fair bit of yeah cool because i was was just thinking because i i did film it i'm not sure if i sent it to you that's all yeah, you did. But um, I think, it, yeah, as soon as I got moved, I was in, I think they were doing top four call out. And as soon as I got moved to the side, my heel got stuck on the carpet and I tripped a little bit backwards. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you saw that, but that completely threw me off. And I was just, my posing after that, I was like, oh, damn it. With um, going back to now, actually, I haven't even asked you this. So who's your favorite IFB pro bikini physique? It'd have to be between Nicole and Ness. I like the blonde. I like the blonde pros. Like I like the look of Ness and Nicole, and I also like Kara and um, Steph. Ooh, so you're like Team Queensland? Well, not not completely because you got New South Wales and um, WA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I have to ask you if the provided that like we're assuming that the season B is going to go ahead for the pro show, they're going to hold, hold an Australian pro show. And if all the Australian girls do the show, the pros, what do you think the top three would be? Yeah, it'll be, I reckon it would, I would pick out of those four. 
I think Ness will do well because I like her look, but she's also placed top four against some of the best girls in the world. So I think she'll she'll continue to do well and she always improves from show to show. I agree. Nicole is Nicole's gonna do some damage. So I reckon she'll definitely be in there. And between Steph and um Kara, I I'm really excited to see both of them to be honest, because Steph's had a really long off season. So be interested to see what she looks like after that. And also Kara's had a fair bit of time off as well. So it'd be interesting to see both of them when they die down. So I won't be able to say until I see both of them. Yeah, that's so good. What what about um other Australian bikini competitors, the, the other the other pros? Do you have anyone that you're like, oh, that's you're sort of a new physique, you're up and coming. I can see you doing well if you put on size or in the future. Anyone with potential that stands out to you? Amateur or pros? A pro, sorry. Yeah. Any of the Australian oh. girls? Actually, another Australian pro that I've always liked is Manny from WA. Oh, yeah, Manuela. Um, more petite um, look, but that's the sort of look that I like. So I like her as well. Who else is Australian pros? So, yeah, look, what have we got? So we've got um, Melissa Carver's in there. So I'm a big fan of Melissa Carver. Oh, the ridiculous glutes. Yeah, so she's there. Um, you got Claire. Well, Claire has now moved back to New South Wales, so I can't say she's a Victorian anymore. <laughs> So she's uh she's from New South Wales. Um, who else is um up and coming that I think is pretty good? Well, I've got to say Alexandra. So who knows how she's going to go? Oh, but... I forgot about Alex. Yeah, fuck. Hold on, we've got to put her in there. She's going to do some damage. So yeah, so it, it's um actually Alexandra. So Alexandra is committed to season B. So she's definitely going to do it if it goes forward. Yeah, she's going to do some damage. So she's definitely up there in my in my top five as well. Yeah, she's kind of scary with the glute development, as um, as we both know. So yeah, it'll be interesting to I think, see. I think that we both saw her for the first time at that check-in we did a, f- a few days before the Queensland show, because that's the first time I've ever seen her in person in a bikini as well. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, no, I I remember that really well. Two days out, um, at the Anytime Fitness, and uh, yeah, when when she posed, I was just like, the size was just overwhelming. But like, obviously we, we all shared the information, but she didn't even carb. That was her first day of carving up because I depleted her even more. And I'm like, how is this depleted? Like that just makes no sense. Like it wasn't just her glutes. It was her shoulders. I was like, her rear delts were just popping. I'm just like, how's this person human? Uh, <laughs> so like you can put her next to like Laura Lee and no problem. Like that, and there's the glutes, like they're the same size. Yeah. So there's no there's no improvements that she needs to make yeah. from that. No, the, the density that she has, um, I would say, yeah, she's probably has more pro muscle than any Australian bikini competitor right now. And that's no disrespect to anyone else. Um, it just means that Alex is just really fully developed. I do think she can work on a couple of things to improve her physique. Obviously, conditioning is one of them. But in terms of... I'd, I'd love to see her come in super conditioned. I think she'd look gnarly. Yeah. Like that's what I want to see. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Well, hopefully, well, being from October to November, November would be awesome. But I think the, the there is a New Zealand pro show, I believe, was it? I think it's on the 17th, it might be of October. So it'd be interesting to see if, I know Steph wants to do that potentially. Nicole Tan's probably going to look at doing that. And I'm assuming if Steph goes, Alex is going to go. So mm-hmm. I think that might be even 20 weeks out. So it'd be interesting to see. If you could pick, a winner out of those three, if they're all gone to New Zealand, who would it be? Out of which three? So Alex, Steph Ale- and Nicole. 
Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, that is tough. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, if Alex comes in really good condition, Alex. Yeah, just because of the density. The size, like it's, yeah, she's she's got the most size from the back. So the next question that I have for you, so we'll go move on from the pros. I want to talk about amateurs as well. So who in the country, you know, maybe a couple of ladies that you think might have really good potential to turn pro or some people that you're really impressed with in general? Um, I think potential to turn pro and in terms of who the judges are seem like liking, um, I think the judges really like Christina's look and Shannon as well. Um, so they're probably two of the girls that are definitely in the run to get their pro card. But in terms of who I like, a, like a physique that I like personally is Pri, Priscilla from yeah. Queensland. She's one of my favourite. Yeah, she's just, she's small and she's petite, but she's really well balanced and she's pretty and she's got a really nice smile. And when she walks on stage, she just, she looks, yeah. so she's probably one of my one of my favourites, and yeah, I think she she actually won the Queensland show, I think a couple of years back, but she hasn't won any. I don't think she's won any national titles or anything yet. Oh, so I'm just thinking. Oh, so she won the Queensland state title, uh, the overall last year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she won the overall last year, and then she went to nationals. I don't think she was in the top three at nationals, but I think. No. Um, I have, I've said this on air a couple of times, I think with at the Queensland show, the one that you won, I felt like that was her best look. And then I felt like she improved even more till the Arnold. Um, she was probably same thing as you was more conditioned, maybe lost a little bit of fullness, but I actually preferred her Arnold look over the Queensland look. And she was outside the top four, like you girls, uh, the top four was you, Angela, Christina and Shannon. And I, I was like, Oh wow. Like how could you leave pre out of that? You know, that top four comparison because she was so impressive. Yeah, that lineup was pretty hard. But yeah, another another one just as a side note that has like I haven't seen for a while on stage and I saw her and I was like, whoa, compared to last time you were on stage, massive improvements was um Angela. I think she came third. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, last I agree. Time on stage, her glute development and probably even this like her waist looks so much smaller, her glutes look so much bigger. I was like Whoa. I agree. Cause I remember seeing her at Vic's backstage and she was just nice and conditioned. She's always in condition, Angela. And I was like, yep, looks really good. So we're on stage, turned around, hit the rear shot. And I was like, Whoa, your glutes have come up so much. Like she had really good surface, like the outer glute fullness and yeah. she had the conditioning to match. I was, yeah, I didn't expect that out of her. Um, I thought she definitely improved a lot since I'm not too sure when her last competition was, but yeah, I was super impressed with her and she does have, that nice structure, that small waist, flaring shoulders as well. And um, yeah, yeah and I, I didn't, but I mean, look at that. That's a crazy, I keep talking about the short class, but that was stacked as well. Is, is there any other short competitors that you're aware of that weren't, that didn't do the Arnold that do have good physiques as well that you'd throw in the mix? Another, another one that I've, a couple of girls that I've just have crazy body parts or glutes. So Charlie, Charlie's one of them. She was in that lineup. Yeah. Just ridiculous glutes and also Pam. But yeah, I think Pam. she's a tall competitor. Yeah, Pam's um, yeah. Pam's like I think she's like uh what is it, one sixty six centimeters. So she's kind of like in the middle. But if they did split A and B, she'd be should have been the tall class at the Arnold for sure. There there are another two. Um 
Yeah, I'm not sure who was. I think Ebony was supposed to do. She was going to do Arnold's, but she didn't end up doing it. Yeah, no, she pulled out. He would have been in the short class as well. Um, yeah, I can't think of anyone else. Yeah, at the moment. But no, I I can't either for the short class. But I mean, I mean, that's pretty much like everyone. Like that, that's really, really good. Oh, you, you know who can throw in there as well, actually? Uh, Lisa. I think Lisa's quite good. She placed, what she placed? Uh, she was second oh, to Shayna. Yeah, Lisa's are, yeah. Yeah, I was, that's the other person I was going to say. Just forgot um, about her. Stage presence-wise, like her stage mm. presence is the best that I've seen. Yeah, I, I, her stage presence, yeah. It's, it's like, I'd like to see like all the really good girls. Like so I would say that, you're, for example... In the short class, the best poses I've seen, Lisa, you, Ebony, I would say, yeah, I'd say you, you three in the short class are the best three that I've seen. Some of the other Christine, girls. Christina's posing is good as well in short class. I think she's one of the better poses, but I wouldn't have her, in, I'd, I'd put her in the top four. If we're going to make a top four, she'd be number four for me. But for yeah. you three, what you all have in common is you all have a killer walk. You've got that sort of, you put your hands up and you've got like, boom, like I'm here. Emmy does a very similar thing in her own way. And so does Lisa. Both, all three of you have that sort of own unique posing ability. It's not like you're copying off someone else. It's your own style. It's your own flavor, your own character. I think Christina needs to develop her character a little bit more. But when she is hitting her shot, she's very, very good. And as everyone knows, I probably talk about Christina, one of the most out of anyone on, on the podcast because I'm super impressed with her physique. But I think if she took her posing to the next level, she'd be really, really dangerous. But um, and her, just on a side note, her bikini, I need that. I need that bikini, that exact bikini. Christina's one, the green. And she has green eyes as well. So when she wore it and she, you could see in a photo, it's like it really made her eyes pop. I have green eyes as well. So I'm like, I want that bikini. Did you like her bikini? I actually liked her bikini at Nationals, the blue one as well. The previous year? Yeah. What did you think about that? Yeah, I haven't... Yeah, I don't know. So many people wear blue, so I don't go for blue. Yeah, oh, no. I always, I always try to think of what is everyone not going to wear this year. I'm going to wear that color. Yeah, see, I don't think blue for you. I think like that pink was spot on. I love the pink. I was like, I remember when I saw it backstage at Queensland. I was like, whoa! Like, I'm not easily impressed. And it wasn't just the color, but it was the fact that no one else had that color too. It was so unique. Yeah. So it was yeah. it was a combination of wow, it looks good, and haha, no one else has it. Yeah, and I think when I, the previous time I competed, I wore red and I wore red lipstick and I don't think anyone, uh, hardly anyone wore red that year as well. So that was good. Yeah. And then they saw you, you probably, did you win that show? You did win that one, didn't you? That's the overalls that I won. Yeah, yeah. that's what oh. I thought. So then what happened was, is everyone saw you wear red and then they like, copied you because red's like so, so common right now. And there's a few other competitors, like when Renee won her pro card, she was wearing red. So a lot of ladies went red. When the winners wear red, even Steph Carr, she's always red. Yeah, Steph. Steph looks good in red. Yeah. I actually wanted. I actually asked Steph if I could use that bikini for the show that I just did, but I ended up getting pink. Yeah, I think. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, you need to get a comparison, but the pink was pretty cool. So it's difficult mm-hmm. to sort of guess. And moving forward, you know, would you? Actually, no, I probably won't ask you because you want to keep it on the cover. But what color? would you select for the next time? Or is it that going back to that green? Uh, like if I could steal that exact bikini color, because I don't like any other green. I've never seen the green that I like apart yeah. from that one. So unless it was that exact color, I wouldn't go green, but I don't know. I'd, I'd need to think about it because I like to pick colors that 
no one else is wearing. So I'd have to think of a new color that I haven't worn that no one else wears. Yeah. It's, um, the art of, the art of competing is so interesting. There's so much, (laughs) there's so much thought that goes involved. It's like, all right, I've got to, I've got to get my ass up to to do cardio, got to train. And then you're like, Oh, bikini is probably the number one thing that you think about the most because it's do or die. And you don't want to have, I don't know if you remember, but I picked up my bikini and didn't fit me. And I, I was stressing because I'm, I'm such a perfectionist. I need my bikini to fit perfectly. So I had to literally get and bless the lady that made my bikini. She actually ended up making two tops and two pants. So she made two separate bikinis for me because the top, one of the tops was too big and then one of the pants were too big. So I had to get them remade. So she actually ended up making two bikinis. Wow. So who, who was your bikini lady? Fit Angel. Fit Angel. From yeah. 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 Fit Angel makes some good bikinis. Yeah. She was, she was the best and she went out of her way to make sure that because I'd lost, when I went to get my fitting, I was still like, I don't know, 54, 55 kilos. So by the time I went back to pick up my bikini, it was way too big because I'd yeah. dropped a so, lot in that last few weeks. Yeah. And no, I, I suppose that's another good thing for the ladies that are listening. If you are doing a contest, you know, um, as Prudence just mentioned, make sure that you do a fitting a little bit closer to the contest date because you're obviously still losing weight and you're in contest prep. Unless obviously if you're ready early, then you're a freak and that's good, but definitely get a fitting. Maybe would you suggest two weeks out of the show perhaps? Um, I think definitely let the bikini lady know that you want to order and pick your color and stuff. I think it's probably about 10 weeks out and then go get a fitting. I think I went probably like maybe five weeks out and then three, three or two to pick it up. And then she re- readjusted it at that time. So we're talking about Christina and we're talking about Shannon and season B. Right. And I was like, okay, the question that I had for you personally is taking yourself out of that. So let's say if you don't compete, yeah. who do you think is one going to win the short class? Because obviously that's a very stacked short class and Shannon and Christina are very, very close in terms of, you know, impressiveness who would win that battle and then who would you think would could potentially win the pro card season b goes ahead out of those two i think christina and pro card would depend on who's in the tour class who's competing in season b <laughs> i can't tell you <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who, who well i can tell you i'm not gonna i'm just not gonna tell you on air yeah yeah um, I, I have one that's good yeah, I think if Shell's doing it, she's she's in there for the tour class. I'm trying to think who else. Yeah, Shell and Shell against Christina. That's that's hard because they're different. They they've got different different looks. Yeah. So it really de- really depends on what the judges, I suppose. Yeah. The judges feel like on the day. So yeah, Shell, Shell's not doing it though. I can I can okay. confirm that. Yeah. Well, who? Uh, I can't think of anyone else in the tour. So let's, um, I'm just going to throw some names out there. I don't know who, I don't know who's competing. Like okay, obviously whatever name you say they're competing. Yeah, exactly. So that's Courtney Gill from Queensland. Is it Courtney? Pretty sure it is a tall girl, dark hair. Oh, yep. yep. So I really like her. She placed second at nationals last year to live. Um, yep. I've already spoken to live and she's not doing it. And yeah, she's taken some time off. So she's not going to be doing that. So taking Liv out. So Courtney was the, would then be the next in line. So the potential for Maria, she might come back as well. She looks kind of in decent condition. 
and Maria placed second at the Midyear Pro Qualifier to Taylor yep. in the tour class. So you can throw Taylor in there as well. So there's Taylor, Maria, Courtney. I think that's about it for the tour class. Um, what about Ash? Ashley? Ashley who? Ashley from Queensland. Ash, I think of her last name, the blonde one. You're killing me right um, now. Um, we have to go on Instagram right now because I have no idea. Yeah, you know her. Phone as well. Because you've mentioned her. You mentioned her in pod- Ashley Madison. Oh, Ashley, sorry. When you said, yeah, because I, I call her Ashley. So when you said Ash, I was like, who's Ash? Yeah, yeah Ashley, Ashley Madison. Hi, oh, yeah. I actually really like her physique. And, um, I, like, um, I like her physique as well. Yeah. Um, and in that lineup, if I was to pick, if I was to pick, I'd probably pick Ashley just because I like her look. And, but I, I have a bias towards blondes for some reason, but I also like Taylor's look. Yeah. So, so if you're going to, so you're picking Ashley over, over Taylor and Maria and Courtney. So then if you, if the, if Christina won, we're assuming it was short class versus tall class, who would win Christina versus Ashley? Oh, I think Christina, I think, I think the judges, um, I think the judges would pick Christina. I think she's been so close so many times, probably more than Ashley has. Yeah, because Ashley's, I don't think to my knowledge, Ashley's won an open class yet. So she actually competed, what do we got? So did the mid-year last year, placed third in that lineup. So Maria and Taylor beat her. Um, that wasn't her best look. She didn't do the Queensland show, or did she? No, she did do the Queensland show. Courtney beat her, but I don't think she did nationals. Um, she's, she did the Queensland show, just gone, and then she did Vic- Tour Melbourne show as well, but she didn't do the Arnold's, but she was in Melbourne. They just didn't compete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but I'm sorry. I'm talking about the oh. Queensland state show last year. She did, she did that show and placed second to Courtney. And then, yeah, this year placed, what did she place? At the, I think she was yeah. third at the Queensland Melbourne show. She was third at the Queensland show. The Melbourne show, she was third. It was it sec- yeah, second or third? No, it was second. Yeah, looked better in the Melbourne show. I looked at heaps better at the Melbourne show. When I saw her backstage, I said to her, I go, you've made some good improvements. Her structure is very scary. She's got this crazy small waist, massive, massive shoulders. Um, perfect. Her, side, so her front or side shot, front side shot, same thing. That's, that's her best shot. When, she li- when, when she's posing with her medal or a trophy, that shot of her with her side glute is the best. It's a money shot. Like, yeah, I remember, but not even that, you know how you just see competitors just chilling backstage, just standing there. She looks good standing there. Like even like with, if she was, you know how you're chilling with bad posture, you're not really paying attention. Her completely <laughs> relaxed, just chilling. I'm like, Whoa, look at her physique. And then she sort of starts posing. Then you're like, okay, we've got a yeah. problem here. Yeah. She's got um she's got a nice a nice look to her as well. Like I, as I said, I'm biased towards long blonde straight hair. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna go for pose for pose, right? So Ash hits or Ashley. I'm gonna say Ashley because I'm gonna get confused myself. So Ashley Madison hits the front slash side shot against Christina. Who won, wins the front pose? Ashley. Okay. And then to the rear, you're going Christina. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I I, I would agree with that. And then- and then probably posing in general, maybe Christina. Yes, I'd agree. Christina's definitely, like I mentioned, if we made a top four out of the short class, she'd be the fourth best poser uh, that I can think of. Sorry if I'm forgetting anyone, because we're obviously just talking on the spot. We're not 
writing down notes of names, etc. But yeah, Christina definitely would win posing against Ashley. I think if Ashley poses as well as Christina, then the, that might change a few things. That could be a problem. And also, I like uh, Taylor would probably be in line with Ashley in the tall class for me. I like both of their looks. Yeah. So Taylor. Taylor's got good posing as well. Yeah, Taylor. That's the problem with Ashley. I think if Ashley poses as well as Taylor, then that's going to be mm. very difficult for Taylor. But Taylor poses very, very well. So I think in that regard, Ashley would need to improve. And this is a hypothetical comp. Isn't it funny? Like, well, this is hypothetical competition. Imagine if neither of them do it. Then we're talking all this crap for no reason. And then I would say if neither of them do it, I would say it's between who wins the short class for, for the pro card. Yeah, it's funny though because you, when you're talking about comps, you, you generally just include the last, the last season or the season before that. And you tend to forget about a lot of the competitors competitors that may have done like the previous shows and then they rock up to the next show and you're like oh i forgot about that chick well see (laughs) that's exactly what i hasn't been on stage for a while yeah that's exactly what i did with shannon i she she wasn't on my radar and did you listen to that podcast that i did with her yeah i was like she's like why didn't you have me on your radar and i was like i didn't know that you existed (laughs) and obviously yeah when i heard that because she's she's uh Shannon and Christina are both not from Queensland. So when I heard that, that they were both doing the Queensland show, I was like, oh, okay, I've got a bit of competition going on here. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we discussed that and I was just like, oh, I was like, I didn't even know about Shannon, but I knew about Christina. I thought, why is Christina coming to fuck our shit up in Queensland? <laughs> <laughs> Stay in your own state. No, yeah. But, um, she's, actually, she's actually really lovely. Um, she came up to me after Arnold's because... Obviously, I didn't come top three. I got off stage and, you know, obviously I was disappointed. I was at my bag. I think I was getting something out of my bag. And she kneeled down next to me and she said, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just, you know, obviously a little bit disappointed. And she gave me a little pep talk and sort of said, you know, same thing happened to me a couple of weeks ago. I didn't play, so I was upset. Um, It's just not our time. It's not our time. It wasn't your time today. It wasn't my time, you know, a couple Mm. of weeks ago. She's really lovely. So I really appreciated that. Yeah. I, I rate Christina. I reckon she's awesome. And yeah. I would say like, I, I think I've said this enough times, but I'm going to say, it, I'm going to say it again. I don't understand why she wasn't in the top three in Queensland. Like I know maybe she could have been in better condition, but I thought just her shape carried her. Like, I, like I think I said to you backstage, maybe I'm not, not sure if we did, we probably did have the chat, but I was really looking at you and Christina and then they moved her out of the top three or in the middle. And I was like, why? I was sort of confused because my logic as well was she's got a lot of shape. She's got nice size. And if we go back to nationals last year, they rewarded Lisa in second and Lisa, I'm not too sure the shortcut, the, 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 sorry, the scorecard between her and Shana. So Shana won and she ended up winning, getting a pro card, but second was Lisa. And I would say that Lisa's conditioning and Christine's conditioning wasn't really that different. And yeah. I would have expected Christina's shape and size and flow because she's got really nice shape, even if she's not in the best condition. I thought that would have carried her to easily top three and for her to be outside the top three. And then I looked at the scorecard when it was released and she was sixth. How, how was she sixth in that lineup? Yeah, I, I don't know. I saw her posing with her coach backstage, like just, just outside of where you get onto stage. And I was looking at her glutes and I was like, whoa. Yeah. I don't know how this is going to go, um, but I'm going to 
fucking go on there and give it what I got anyway. So yeah, yeah I don't know. That that was that was that judging was odd. Yeah, I, I felt like they just overlooked her because I thought everything else seemed a bit consistent. And I'm like, was and then I start thinking, was Shannon overlooked in Queensland? I think originally I didn't think so, but I, I need to look back um, at the video and analyze it. I don't know if it was the Queensland show I was watching, but one of her walks to the back is a little bit wobbly. So it might've been, it might've been a posing thing. And, uh, but like my personal opinion mm. is the second show that she did, the bikini color she wore was phenomenal, yeah. mm. way better than that light blue bikini she had on at Queensland. So when I looked at her photo from the second comp compared to the first one, I was like, yep, yeah, way better. Yeah. It, it, made a whole look look completely different yeah i think yeah i remember looking at the blue and it was like a light blue bikini and that's the thing like i think light blue bikinis for blondes is a real big hit and miss and i felt like maybe the tan was a bit light on her whereas the arnold she had an awesome tan awesome bikini color was nice and contrasting with her hair color and if you've got a bikini that stands out with the arnold lighting because obviously they put it together last minute maybe a little bit orangey she looked grouse with that lighting so I think that definitely helped her. And she was definitely fuller and in better condition. I think she was a bit flat at the Queensland show. But yeah, it did a super job at the Arnold. I, I didn't see that coming. So, But um, isn't it interesting how bikini color can play a big difference in your overall package and also confidence? So she might not have been as confident with that, yeah. you know. But sometimes when you don't get in the top three, you got nothing to lose, you're probably a little bit more relaxed backstage at the Arnold. Next thing you know, you're winning it. <laughs> So I think um, we've been doing this for a while, almost an hour and a half. So we'll wrap it up. Have you got anyone that you'd like to, have you got any sponsors, Prudence? No, I used to have, like I've been sponsored a couple of times in the past, but it's, I'm just, I'm not interested in flogging stuff on Instagram. To be <laughs> unless it's like, unless it's a, something I'm interested in, like a yeah. product that I'm what a, but you know what? Well, it's like, can I please have a bikini sponsor? If anyone's listening, true, bikini sponsor. That'd be nice. Yep. And I think, <laughs> I think someone offered me a sponsorship not long ago and they said they'd give me free supplements. I said, I'd, like, I don't want supplements. Yeah. I could use like money to compete overseas or like if you want to contribute to my competition prep in some way, like that would benefit me, but not the supplements. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think it's supplement companies are very, I would say very intelligent now using influencers to push out product. And yeah. I think a lot of people probably accept a lot less than what they're worth. And yeah. obviously as and a company, they ask you to do a fair bit. Like I hate, I don't want to post on Instagram every day I'm the same. and promote the same thing. Like people get sick of seeing it. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Like people did something people don't even realize, like I'm still with ATP. They're cool with me not posting all the time because, yeah. you know, I'll recommend their supplements to clients depending on what the needs are. So, you know, like even with me, I don't say, Hey, Prudence, you need to get on all these products because I'm like, you don't need them. If something, you know, comes up where I think you might need something, I'll be like, okay, you should look at this. But I didn't really even mention anything to you with ATP wise, but there's no point pushing products if there's no logical reason to have them. And I think, that's something that a lot of ladies need to listen to and understand. It's, it's cool to get a sponsor sometimes, but are you actually going to use the supplements and do you want to spend time, you know, posting and being obligated to do so? And it's like, Oh, I've got to come up with a post today. How, what do you, like, I don't know how that would feel. And if I would feel comfortable doing that all the time. Yeah. And it, it needs to be a two way thing. So 
you know, if you're, if you're smashing their brand out there on social media, you've got heaps of followers, then they need to be doing something that's benefiting you. And I think that's where, you know, competitors should turn around and say, Hey, well, this will benefit me and negotiate. Maybe I don't know. I just think, you know, supplements for, for someone that doesn't take a lot of supplements, it's not really of any benefit. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the same page with you. So um, for anyone that doesn't follow you, Prudence, what's your Instagram handle? Prudence Tyler. That is like so easy, <laughs> which is good. So um, thank you for coming on, by the way. Thanks for having me. It's all good. So that'll do it, guys. Another episode done. If you have any questions about this podcast, please feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. For those who don't follow me, you can follow me at Troy J. Thornton. If you like this podcast, please like it on SoundCloud. And if you could share it, that'd be appreciated. Any questions or topics that you'd like to hear on in a future episodes, or if you want any guests on, please DM me and let me know. Until next time, thank you for listening and peace.